okay. Hello, everybody. It is Friday, February 23rd. Um, one of my favorite numbers, 23. Welcome to Saved Watch Later. My name is Chase. I'm recovering from a little bit of a cold here, so excuse me for sounding a little gross. If I do, I might not. I'm trying to get this done. I got to go pick up my dog, okay? I got to pick up my dog from daycare, and I love her. And I have to pick her up in like 45 minutes. So we're going to try to keep this somewhat brief. But I hope everyone's been having a good time. I hope everyone's been having a good February. Um, let's <clears throat> let's just do a little intro first. Let's talk about what I've been watching. You know, let's talk about what we've been watching. Um, oh, just kidding. No, I'll say I went, to, went on vacation. Not really a vacation, just kind of a trip. And had a really good time. And it's always... I always love traveling. You learn so much. You learn so much. There's so much to talk about. Um, <clears throat> I've been watching The Trader Season 2 before I've heard about this online zeitgeist president it has, and I'm very proud of that, and I'm very proud of myself for being a little bit of the head, ahead of the curve there. Not that that matters, but it's kind of fun. You know, it's kind of fun when you're like, oh, everyone loves that. I love that because I was I was in the beginnings, you know, I was watching from day one, and I love that. Um, Feud season two, Truman Capote versus the Swans. You know, if there's one thing I like that Ryan Murphy did, it's Feud season one. And Feud season two is pretty pretty great. I haven't watched the most recent episode, so I have to catch up on that. But it's pretty great. I like it a lot. It's just a fun concept, and it's, it's good. Really good acting. Good writing. John Robin Bates, I think is his name is. <clears throat> he wrote a play called other desert cities that I am notorious for doing a monologue from that show. It's one of my, I love that play. It's such a good play. If you're looking to read a play, that's like about kind of like a bitchy family who has like shit going on and they're like living in this like lap of luxury sort of life in Palm Springs and like everything goes to shit. Those are my favorite kinds of plays, everybody. Um, and then I also finally started righteous gemstones which my friend Arabella, my friend Lena, have been on my booty to watch as someone who went to Catholic school K through 12 and has a lot of feelings about megachurches um, and religion as a concept. It's a fun show. Really liking that show. Um, sorry for the sniffles, you guys. I know it's gross. I maybe underestimated the cold. Um, oh, what else? Oh, Fantastic Four casting came out when I was out of town I hope they nail it you know I hope everyone does a good job I hope it's a good script and I hope it looks good uh this the cast doesn't really do much for me I don't like crossing IPs a whole bunch I don't like that Pedro Pascal is <laughs> Star Wars Marvel and Last of Us and it's just a little bit much for me um and Joseph Quinn you know Eddie didn't rock my world the way he rocked other people's worlds so whatever we'll see um I hope everyone does good. I think I'm just a little bit tired of the casting in terms of like stunt casting. Let's just hire people who uh, fit a role well and are would would serve the project, not just cast people who's going to make money and bring the audience in. You know, I think it's a big ask though for a major studio <coughs> project. Um, okay, look at that. Three minutes in, and we're we're already to the meat and potatoes, you guys. It's pretty good. I have debated doing this podcast, this episode. And 
I think I, I need to do it. I wrote like an outline of what I want to talk about and writing it made me feel better. And to the point where I was like, well, maybe I kind of wrote an outline and that kind of was like a diary entry enough to kind of get things off my chest. But then I was like, mm, maybe there's a little bit more in terms of like if I spoke it and made a little pod episode about it, maybe that would really just sort of clean the side of the ship. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, this is my last sort of like Star Wars specific episode. Obviously, I will continue to like talk about shows and movies I'm watching like The Bad Batch premiered and pretty good start. I don't really love that show, but awesome. I liked the vibes. It was exciting. It was cool. It was comforting. Um, but yeah, I so I'll still talk about Star Wars, but no more like Star Wars specific content. But I feel like I needed just one more Star Wars piece of content that is in totality just about Star Wars because it, it does feel weird to go from doing all Star Wars content to just not and I want to do one episode to sort of one episode to end them all you know what I mean um, <clears throat> partly because I think it will give me some sort of closure um, and I think it will just give me permission to sort of really leave that chapter of my life behind and that chapter meaning star wars as an outlet for my creative expression like really leaving that behind i think i need to do this i think i need to do one more wipe the slate clean put everything out there risk getting taken off lucasfilm's publicity list <laughs> that's fine that is fine because again that's not what we're here for that's not what we're here for um so yeah it's going to be a little bit indulgent Naturally, I think this podcast is a little bit indulgent because it's a like it's a journal podcast. It's a diary podcast. But yeah, I think it you'll see. I'm going to go over the timeline of my time creating Star Wars online. And the biggest reason for that is because I think that context and that retrospective serves to give me context to process what I've gone through but also for like for the odd chance that there's that there's people out there that actually like keep up with things I post I want them to know because I feel bad that I just sort of like jumped ship and switched directions even though I shouldn't feel bad so I hope this gives like context and also like my best friends still like love Star Wars and make content for Star Wars and like everything I share does not have any reflection on anyone else this is all very personal and um and also another reason why one more thing another reason why i want to do this was because there was after a hard time online when i announced doing a panel about star wars and drag before it was like <laughs> such a hot button issue in american you know culture wars um before it was that i kind of just anyways whatever after like a hard time online I made like a vlog series sort of exploring what it was like kind of recovering from that, rebuilding from that, writing the panel, putting on the panel, how it was received and how I felt afterwards. And I started editing it and then I just decided to stop. I was like, I don't want to put this out there because it just felt, it felt so, 
it didn't feel exciting. I'll just say that. I don't really know how else to say that. But the point is, is this is my version of that, right? This is my version of telling, telling my story. Um, and sort of like, yeah. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> let me get a sip of water and the water is very far away. And I'm back. All right, divas. <clears throat> this all started like most personal projects did in 2020. I rediscovered my love for Star Wars. Some would say hyperfixation. They wouldn't be wrong. It was definitely 2020 and 2021. Those were the years of hyperfixation, my man. Those were... That was when we were getting hyperfixated and disassociating. Um, so more more power to us. But anyway, I got back into Star Wars. And <clears throat> I started getting engaged in fandom, which I I don't I never really was a big fandom person except for maybe on Tumblr, which was a lot more innocent back in the day. It was more like f- fandom for like Harry Potter and random things that I liked a lot in high school and maybe a little bit of college. And middle school, I guess. Anyway, so as I got into Star Wars, back into Star Wars, and as I got into Star Wars fandom for the first time, I had never been a part of like Star Wars fandom online before. I noticed a resentment and maybe even hatred <laughs> towards women, people of color, and the LGBTQIA plus community. And basically having just sort of like left theater and getting into Star Wars and noticing that online, I was like, okay, I want to fucking make something that I love about Star Wars. I wanted to make something to honor all the other fans that made really cool things that I found really exciting. And I wanted more than anything to like create a community, a beacon and a community for marginalized fans or fans of any kind but for marginalized fans to come hang out have a good vibe feel welcome and feel celebrated that was the goal so i started that gay jedi in the spring of 2021 and after that soon after that i joined one of my favorite queer podcasts and live streams that i would watch a lot pink milk after dark um so yeah, so I, I probably joined too soon in terms of like, I think at some point people couldn't tell the difference between that gay Jedi and Peak Milk because it was like, I joined so soon after starting my own thing, but I don't regret any of it. So it was great and it was really fun and it was awesome. And then it led into a really good year. Like Pink Milk got a panel at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. Um, Pink Milk got an invitation to Andor, Andor's premiere event, which I was able to go to with my friend Brian and the despite drama surrounding both the panel and the premiere event um pink milk was like pink milk was like cooking with gas we were doing a good time we were doing a good job and and then I was also doing good I was doing a good job of sort of like continuing to individualize myself and continually continuing to whatever grow you know and my panel and then I submitted my panel for Star Wars Celebration London and when I submitted the panel, again, I had no, I, 
I submitted it like, I don't know, out of four to six months, I ever, if I remember correctly, before drag was like just brought into the spotlight of American culture wars. And if I knew that that was going to happen, I probably would have pivoted the panel. I don't know if I would have done it. I would have been like, it's too much. It's too hot, you know, hot button item. I don't really want to do that. I don't seek that. Okay, so contrary to people online thinking I like am trying to like do that. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to make stuff, you know, and I'm also not trying to be like a hero or like a a champion of my community. I'm trying to make my community proud, but I'm not trying to be this figure. Right. But that it, it happened to be accepted at the time that drag was never. I mean, drag was like number everyone's at the tip of everyone's lips. Um, and so when I think back to like the lost vlog going over all this, let's get into that. So basically I announced the podcast was accepted. I'm excited about this. That night I go to bed and I, I find out that, you know, some really alt-right leaning communities and in fandoms of all kinds we're like making content about this and making content about my panel and like dragging me through the mud and like just I mean you guys people with like like people with like crazy screen names and crazy like online careers dedicated to franchises making fun of my name that gay Jedi and be like imagine <laughs> imagine making your whole personality that gay Jedi I'm sorry your name is Star Wars girl like you know what I mean like it's everyone does it so it's kind of um i mean to point your finger at one person hey you point one finger at someone you got three pointing back at you am i right isn't that what they say so anyway it was like so part of it was like absurd part of it was just like i was like the fuck are these people talking about but part of it was very scary in terms of i had never had that kind of negative attention before and i just like you know we live in the age of doxing and shit like that and like and people can find information like I was just like that is scary to me like I that was what was scary is I was scared as to what could happen in terms of like if some real radical person wanted to do something that was a scary concept to me um and then it was also like yeah it's like reading or not even reading being forced to see so many awful things being said about you online is not fun and it I'm also one of those people that like my friend and I always talk about celebrities like Lady Gaga probably ha she has to get like, you know, so many people talk about her every day. I know I, I talk. I talk about her every day. And it's like she has to feel that energetically. Right. She has to. I mean, if millions of people are talking about you every day, like you're going to feel that energy coming your way, I think. Anyways. So I'm like also like all these people are fucking like talking shit but then also all these people were being really really helpful and really supportive and really kind and really like generous in their support of me and their defense of me what i think everyone failed to realize is i didn't want any of the attention i don't want the good attention i don't want the bad attention i just don't want that kind of attention i did not want that that was not something I was seeking. I just wanted to put on a panel and then celebrate the fact that it was accepted and then go to the panel and then go home. Um, so that was that was that happened. Then I had a very precarious, precariously timed vacation shortly after that. 
I was I was going out of town on a family vacay. I went to Mexico, and <clears throat> it was very nice. It's beautiful vacation, amazing. We loved it, but. And I wasn't online for that because I knew better. I was like, I should just log off. But and things had kind of died down. But something that was really odd that I think is really important to talk about, and I hope to God, people that don't like me are listening to this right now. I hope to God that's, that a hater or two that were raking me across the coals and still put my name in their mouths, I hope you are watching this. Because there is a humanization here that is so important to internalize first part is my intention is not to make star wars gay it's not my intention i think it already is pretty gay and if you don't that's cool if i do that's cool i celebrate when there's queerness in it if you don't whatever that's up to you if i do eh, whatever that's up to me but the most important thing about the humanization of this is when i went on this vacation I was like fucking freaked out. There was a weird like PTSD from the online harassment that carried into my actual life, which I did not anticipate at all. Like I would have never expected this, but at the resort we were at, there were a lot of like, <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this, like conservative presenting people, like people that just looked like they had certain politics and that's an, that's a judgment on my side. I wasn't judging them, but I was like, I was like, they, I'm, a, I'm assessing them, right? And I'm, what happened was I would assess them as conservative presenting. <laughs> I hate that I'm saying this. Uh, I would assess them as that, and then I, my heart would race. I was so nervous that someone was just going to start fucking screaming at me. It was such a weird feeling because of the experience, homophobic because of the experience of like intense homophobia I had online, I was expecting to have that kind of homophobia thrown in my face while on vacation. Sad. Sad. Halfway through, I had to talk to my partner. I'm like, dude, I'm like waiting for someone to call me a slur and punch me. And he's like, well, that's, that was just online. I'm like, I know, but I can't get it out of my head. I feel like that's going to happen in real life for some reason because it was just so intense and there's again a ptsd with it so don't fucking bully people online because there is real life implications and effects uh consequences brutal worked through it worked through it was proud of myself for working through it i came back into town i had i was like i have to start working on this fucking panel which by the way I didn't want to do at this point. At this point, I was like, the fuck is happening? Like, I don't even want to do this. It's not even that important to me. It was fun and exciting until everyone took the fucking air out of it. And now I'm like, I don't want to do this. And everyone's like, oh no, you can't let them win. You can't let them win. It's like, I know. But at the same time, like letting myself win by not doing something I don't want to do is the win. But I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll, this is what I said. I said, I'm going to work with my friend. Shout out Rebecca. You know, I love you. Um, I'm like, I'm just going to work with my friend Rebecca. I'm going to see if we have something here. I'm going to see if this fucking panel is even good because I don't even know if it's going to be good. And we started outlining it and it was good. To me, it was good. I, I know it's not everyone thinks it was good. Trust me, I know. And I don't really care because it happened and I'm proud of it. And based off of the reception I had in real life, it was good. Um. So anyway, we write it. 
and then I it was good. And then we went to London and then it was scary because then it was like, oh God, there was like people tweeting out, person tweeting out vague threats, which was really bad. You know, just threats about the event. Not about my panel necessarily, but when you're the only fucking gay panel at a celebration and, you know, people are talking about wanting to hurt gay people, then it's a little scary. feels targeted. I'm going to go ahead and say it feels targeted. So that was scary. And I think that's important to bring up. I don't really have anything else to say about that. Do the panel. It's great. It's over. I'm fucking stoked. I'm so happy. And then it's over. I guess that was I guess that was sort of the journey. I mean that was like I mean there's so much more in that vlog thing I did, but if I don't remember it, how relevant can it be? I just think it's important to know that like I don't know, just speaking truth to that. That's what I'm saying. I think I think that's all I have to say about it. I hope it speaks for itself. Um <clears throat> I come home from London, great time. And then it's like kind of like late spring, early summer of 2023. My personal life kind of falls apart. Not totally sure if it's related to like the intensity of my time online and my investment and hyper focus in creating online brand and personality. But my life kind of falls apart. And then as I'm like, you know, picking up the pieces, I'm like, I'm I'm going to keep making things, but I'm going to experiment with what kind of things. So I started doing like, car content that was really fun um and it's so funny so like you can see it's like I, it's such an intense time that i had no choice but to be like broken down and this isn't just online again this is like other stuff in my life going on too relationship stuff like friend stuff um but it's so funny because you know like let's talk about omega for a second from the bad batch i'm like waiting for her to be radicalized I would love for her to just get, I mean, I don't like, I don't know how much, like how much longer I'm going to buy this like shtick of her being like, Nari, we love everyone. I'm like, we don't, we don't, you know what I mean? Like, I love that. And I love that. Like, that's your whole thing. Cause you're like a little kid or whatever. But at what point is like, is like you being locked up and tested on every day of your life going to radicalize you? I don't know. Um, but talking about me, it's funny. Cause it's like, I almost was like de-radicalized by the intensity of being in fandom. And I mean, like I've talked about it a little bit in terms of like social media and, um, and like when, when everyone agrees that something's wrong, then everyone agrees that it's wrong. And if you don't agree that it's wrong, then you're going to get canceled. And on the other side, they're like, fuck you guys, you're awful. You're ruining this. And it's like, if you don't think that, then you're woke. And it's like so intense. Whoa. So it's almost like I went from that space to logging off and rebuilding my life and like de-radicalized. And I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, in 2024, the new radicalization is de-radicalization. Maybe, maybe I'm onto something. Maybe I'm an idiot. Um, <clears throat> but basically after all this, I kind of looked back and I could I could see very and I'm still figuring it out. And that's again why I'm kind of making this last fucking episode again dedicated exclusively to Star Wars. But it's like I'm still processing it. And I can look back now and I can see how much I was over identifying 
with a brand and a franchise and that is okay to do of course and it's also okay to be a huge fan of something and have it take up a lot of your life I would say that it's important to have other things going on in your life so that it's not exclusively your life exclusively your life did I say that right um I would say it's, yes. So it's like, it's okay if it's like a big part of your life and a big part of your personality and you love it and you're a fan and you love that. But for me, it was taking up a disproportionate amount of my life and not just Star Wars, but creating content for Star Wars and Star Wars. Like it was just that sandwich effect. It stacked up way too high in terms of like other stacks of my life. So that was something I was realizing and I got lost in the sauce for sure. Um, And I also realized how much of my time and energy I was investing into an online doppelganger version of myself. And I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I just don't. And I don't. I don't do it anymore, I should say. Um, So that was like the journey. It's about the journey. That was my journey. Um, And I... I guess I had to say that for me. I hope it was interesting. I hope it provokes thoughts and conversations amongst everyone else. Um, I want to get into fandom as a whole and then talk about the where my honest opinions about the franchise and the company. Franchise of Star Wars, company of Lucasfilm, and Disney. Um, and again, I don't know anything. None of this really matters. I'm kind of just doing this because I think it's mildly entertaining. I'm continuing to process. And um, yeah, okay. Let's just do this. One thing about fandom. Fandom's cool. If fandom works for you and your mental health, that is a cool thing. Fandom is an awesome thing. I think everybody in fandom, no matter what fandom they belong in or what political coloring of fandom you're in, I think everyone has an individual responsibility to go outside and to log off every once in a while. Every day, if you can. Um, mm-hmm. I think everyone has a responsibility to do that. If you are to engage in fandom, you are to take on the responsibility of maintaining a life offline, touching grass. And I don't mean maintaining a life as in like get a life as in like have friends and go out. I mean like literally touching grass. Like if you're part of fandom, I think that you have to have an internal relationship with yourself on an internal level that so you in that in, that promotes logging off and just breathing fresh air and realizing your place in in a fandom space and realizing fandom space in a greater larger society and world fandom is great it is not everything i think everyone has an individual responsibility to go outside and log off <clears throat> if you are giving anyone too much time or attention online that is weird, especially if you don't know them. There are, There is at least a person or two who make it their prerogative to track me and monitor what I am saying. That's fucking gross. It's weird, and it's embarrassing for you. So don't do that. Um, something that was really hard for me to deal with after I like rebranded away from that gay Jedi and started making content that was not exclusively about Star Wars is I had the people that were like bullying me about it and were being really bad mean words, being meanies about it, being assholes. Those people made content celebrating 
the fact that I'm like stepping away from Star Wars. It just, it's so crazy. One, because most importantly, the win goes to me. The W goes to me. It was a choice I made. And it is a choice reflected of me choosing to have um, a life outside of a brand and the person that is a shill for Star Wars in a negative way and wants to tear it apart and celebrates when queer people step away from Star Wars, that's the L for you, brother. That is an L for you, okay? The W goes to me. Respectfully, don't, like, you didn't win some battle because I decided to rebrand. You're losing the battle because you were lost in the sauce, my brother. That is what that is. I, you, can tell, you can tell I've been watching too much Righteous Gemstones because I keep saying, my brother, my brother in Christ. Oh, I had this hat on I was going to wear today. It says God's favorite. <laughs> anyway, nobody won the battle by me stepping away from Star Wars. The, the, the people who hate gay people, the homophobes in the Star Wars fandom didn't win by me stepping away. That's It's ridiculous. That is so dumb. Second thing is I do, I can't help but feeling bad. I f- sometimes I feel like I did disappoint. It's so funny because like that's not true. But for some reason I do feel like I disappointed people. And that is a hard thing to contend with. I think that obviously like I didn't do anything wrong by stepping away from Star Wars. But I do think that some people, not a lot of people, but some people did look to me, look at me and Pink Milk as like sort of like people who were carrying the flag alongside other queer creators, but we were, you know, fighting the good fight. And I feel like I let some people down for deciding not to fight that fight. I mean, I fight that fight in my everyday life. I fight that fight in different ways, but I don't do it in online fandom. And I feel like I flopped for some people. And I, I'm not sorry about that, but I do feel bad about that. Especially when like you're at like, star wars celebration and people like watch your panel and they come up to you and like they tell you like how much it means to them and that's so nice and like it can mean a lot to them and that's it but then it's also hard not to like internalize that and be like okay well i don't do it anymore and i'm sorry you know so that's that's that um but again it's like i shouldn't feel that way because i mean that's the way that i if i feel too much like that that's kind of an unhealthy signifier of how i viewed fandom which was fandom isn't real life i'm sorry there's a lot of real elements to it you make a lot of great friends from it you can make a lot of effective change from it you can celebrate a lot of real love for a project with it but it still is an online space and it shouldn't take up too much of your physical real life space okay now we get to talk about the fucking tea bitch we get to talk about the franchise um, I think, and these, listen, nobody cares about my opinions and I don't have any inside information. And also people are going to fucking hate me for saying this anyway, but like, what's so funny and ironic is people who like think I like shell out for Star Wars. I am like Star Wars number one hater, bro. I fucking talk shit on Star Wars all the time. And I also love it and celebrate it. That's a concept. That's a concept that you cannot find in fandom. Um, well, you can, but it's rare. It's rare. Um, so what do I think about the franchise? Nobody asked. Let me answer your question. I think this, uh, I think the IP struggles with its identity. I think it struggles with its fan base. I don't think it knows really who it is or who it wants to make content for. Second part to that, 
I think that the fact that it's making content is a detriment to itself. I think George Lucas doesn't never believed in making content. I think George Lucas was telling stories and they were really good. And even when people fucking hated it, he doubled down because that was his art. It was what he was making. I don't think it's Lucasfilm's fault. I think it's I do think it's Disney's fault. I think Disney is like we need content. We need content. We need content. We need fucking hour watch hours on Disney Plus, um, and we need subscribers. You know what I mean? So that's fucked. And I feel bad for Lucasfilm as a company. I cannot imagine what it's like to have the overbearing parent parental figure that is Mickey Mouse. I do think though. Another, an issue that I have with Star Wars right now is I think it's very like, it's very into itself. It's very self-focused and self-involved. I think there's a lot of ego in it. Like, we get it. The quote when George Lucas is like, it's like poetry, it rhymes. Not everything has to fucking refer to, you don't have, to, not everything in Star Wars has to refer to other things in Star Wars. Do you know what I mean? I get that that's like, in some ways, integral to the brand. But it's become like, it's like a joke at this point. You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, the fuck? Like, what are we talking about here? We don't have to, like, it doesn't have to be so self-insulated and self-involved and self-affirming. It's just, it. it's so crazy. I think that the brand, the franchise fails to take risks across the board. There are exceptions, but for the most part, fails to take risk. Um, and in that failure to take risks, I think you lose a lot of originality that was very much there when George Lucas was in charge. And I don't even want to say, I fucking hate that. I hate that. I hate that I'm saying that. Because I also hate the idolization of figures in charge like George Lucas, like Dave Filoni. I don't like that. That doesn't make sense. I think it makes for bad art to fucking idolize someone and make someone like God. It doesn't make sense. But I think that by not taking risks, they're they are losing the originality and the sort of like the originality and sort of almost like creative authenticity that they had in their earlier stages, not with George, but in their earlier stages of a company, in the time when they weren't, you know, having to answer to a corporate overlord that's demanding that they put out content while they're chained in the basement. It's like fucking make content, make a TV show, make a TV show. It's like, how can anyone work like that? It's kind of like what I said at the top of the show is stunt casting. It's like, how can anyone take the time to conceptualize a project, to work on a project, to bring in all these factors that go into a production that require, you know, nameless actors that fit the role better that require new ideas and taking risks and pushing the envelope like how could a company do that when it's owned by that overlord right and so i miss that from star wars but i don't think it was george lucas that was providing that i think it was the fact that they were more they were an independent company they did whatever they wanted they took time with projects because they didn't have to hit a content count um, so like I said, I hate the idolizing of him, <clears throat> of George Lucas. I don't like the romantic the romanticizing of, oh, well, we, and I'm not saying anyone does this, but I love Lucasfilm, but I would never romanticize it in terms of like, it's not what it used to be. It can't be what it used to be in terms of like a scrappy anti-establishment sort of 
tour de force fighting big Hollywood. It is big Hollywood now. So it's like you gotta own you gotta own what you are. You know what I mean? You're you fuck you 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 are owned by Disney. You're owned, and you gotta you gotta find a way to make that work. And I don't I that is I cannot imagine how hard that is. And dude, oh, that's gnarly. Um. I think there's a great need for outside voices. I think there's a great need for people like Tony Goroy, who literally don't even like Star Wars. They are not fans of Star Wars, making Star Wars content. And guess what? Andor is a... Be- I mean, I know this is such an opinion, so subjective, but like, Andor is the fucking best shit they've done. Like, it's incredible. And that is made by someone... I mean, a huge team of people, by the way, which also, again, a high collaborative environments with POVs from across the board, it will yield the best result every single time every single time and even if you miss it you miss it but there's still an authenticity and an and a layeredness to the fabric of the piece because it was a highly collaborative environment with people from all over the place and with different povs people again like tony go who don't like star wars but if we keep hiring the same people or we keep hiring people who like just love star wars so much and have such a deep respect for it and they just like play with their toys in the backyard ever all the time and now they get to play with their action figures in real life like oh that shit gets stale bro that gets stale um so that's my thoughts i love star wars i think it's fucking awesome i think that it has some of the most amazing characters amazing storylines out of any other franchise uh and I and I want it to succeed. And I don't even give I don't give a shit if it, it succeeds under Disney. I love the idea of it succeeding under Disney. I just hope that everyone can find a way to do it that really honors, you know, a, a creative process. I'll say. Um, again, I don't know anything. I everyone I've ever met at Lucasfilm, I genuinely love so much. Like really cool people, really nice people, really grounded people, really normal people. Um, very loving and generous people who love their job. And I love that. Um, yeah. So those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts on Star Wars. I kind of feel a little giddy because like we're done. We're done. I feel like really good. Oh, I love that. Okay. Thank you for watching. Um, if you'd like to leave a comment, you know, I'd appreciate it. Um, if you're listening, I have an email, but I don't know what it is, but it also, Hey, you know, if we want to help the numbers, share this on social media or send it to a friend that would really help. Um, I really appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate you guys bearing witness to this, like last part of deep processing that needs to happen before I truly let myself go and move on creatively. And I look forward to doing that. I look forward to, again, also talking about, star wars projects in the future if they move me to talk about it you know instead of just doing it by default if i feel moved to talk about it if i have something to say if i want to talk about something i will but i feel very freed up and i appreciate you guys bearing witness to it i literally love you and i hope you guys have great days i'll try to come back next week there's a couple things i want to talk about as always i never stop talking and um illy bye